how many times have you like had a client that you literally worked with that you like undercharge so, so much and you resent them so much and you know you need to do a price increase. And a lot of times we're so emotionally attached to the program that we price, to the people we work with, to even our employees. And this is why I say black and white data goes a very long way. Welcome to this week's episode of the Online Creative Podcast. My name is Kim, your podcast host, business mentor, and audio storyteller. This show is a space to inspire through conversations and community to help us keep connected, keep inspired, and keep moving towards our goals. Expect to hear honest conversations and real-life experiences from entrepreneurs at every stage of business and from a wide range of industries. Find your confidence, see what is possible, and build the legacy that you have dreamed of. Let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Online Creator Podcast. This week, we speak with Alyssa. Alyssa Lang is a financial strategist, bookkeeping consultant, public speaker, podcast host, two-year nominee for Ignition's Top 50 Women in Accounting, as well as the founder of Magnetic Bookkeeping and Consulting. When she is not leading her team of financial professionals, she is spearheading Workflow Queen, a consulting and educational company that has successfully served over 1,000 plus accountants and bookkeepers from around the world who are seeking to refine their workflows, systems, and hire the right team members so they can run their firm with ease and better serve their clients. I had the privilege to meet Alyssa in the fall at an in-person event and Honestly, she literally lights up when she starts talking about the work she does and the clients she is able to been fortunate enough to work with. She knows what she's talking about. And honestly, if numbers is not your thing, this is the podcast episode to tune into to see how her companies can actually support and help you move past that barrier. Because If you're not looking at your numbers on a regular basis and not sure where to even start, you need somebody like Alyssa on your team. So let's dive into the episode today. Help me welcome Alyssa to the show. Hi, Alyssa. Thank you so much for joining me on the conversation today. I'm so excited to get into all things financial strategy. You're the expert in this area, and I can't wait to get started. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. And I got to meet you in real life, which was so much fun. So honored to be here on the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, that was such a fun experience. And first time to Dallas. So that was really, really cool to like meet people I have connected with in the industry for the last three years, but never really connected (laughs) person to person. So that was that was super fun. Uh, A little overwhelming. I was exhausted. I'm not gonna lie. I get like that too. You know what? Are you? I like to consider myself an introverted extrovert where it's like, I really truly am introverted, but a lot of people think I'm extroverted. And mm-hmm. after events, I have to take like a whole week to myself. No calls, no nothing. I get so exhausted from people. <laughs> yes. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. I love I love meeting people. I love socializing, but I need a little time out at the end of it. So <laughs> I yes, can feel 100%. you there for sure. Okay. So I know you have experience in podcasting and audio in general. I cannot wait to hear what your story has been like around how you've leveraged your voice to better your business and brand. Take us on that journey. Yeah. So I've actually now owned three different companies. I have two that are actually active. So my first one I had since 20, oh my God, I think it was 2015 until 2021. 
And then in 2020, I started another company. It's called Workflow Queen. From that, uh, from 2020 until actually current, I was like, is it still alive? Yes, it's still here, people. <laughs> and then my other company is Magnetic Bookkeeping Consulting. We started back in, oh my God, uh, 2022, very beginning of the year. But this is my second firm I've ran. So I've been in like the financial space since 2015. Well, anyways, throughout my journey, uh, it's so interesting. The more years that I've done business and the different businesses that I've ran, I never knew the power of voice, my first company. My second company really taught me that I needed to have a voice, a presence. I needed to be, you know, maybe speaking to people. Maybe that was on Instagram or just talking to people, whatever that conversation was like, uh, maybe public speaking through courses or whatever. I was forced into learning how to do it because with the company I have at Workflow Queen, we are a course creating company. And so because of that, you kind of have to get in front of people in the digital space. It was so different than, you know, just doing taxes and the bookkeeping and being behind the scenes. And it's so crazy to me, like how it's how it's evolved with the voice. And then as soon as I started Magnetic, I already know the power of voice now where a lot of like bookkeeping and consulting firms, you won't see them having a lot of voice because they are very introverted, very numbers driven. They're not very, not to say they're personable because I am like love my bookkeeper friends. But what I mean is they they are really scared to put themselves out there. It's not the norm in the industry. And so it really helped me learning from that company to really translate it here. And voice has been, oh my God, I know the power of it. And like even getting on someone's podcast or being on a media feature, those are all versions of your own voice. And over time, I've learned that it actually helps you grow your business. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, through the opportunity of starting to leverage your voice more, has there been more opportunities as far as like guest speaking and getting in front of different audiences, maybe in memberships, that kind of thing? Yeah, 100%. So like I said, it kind of got introduced the idea of it uh, back in uh, 2020 when I started Workflow Queen and a coach that I worked with at the time to learn how to launch because I had no idea. I came from finance. I didn't know like anything about launching and all these different mm -hmm. strategies and all these different things. She was like, get yourself out there. You got to get like whatever features you can, whether that gets on your industry specific, you know, podcasts, whatever that looks like, because at my other company, we are driven to help accounting firms. I and mean, that's creating tech systems automation. And so because I'm niche specific, she like really taught me how to get in front of my audience, which was by being on podcasts that other bookkeepers and accountants are listening to or being on someone's program that is also serving bookkeepers and accountants. So the more that I put myself out there, the more that people were like, OK, this girl isn't here to mess around. We keep seeing her face. And then I got a lot of opportunities. I taught on a really big bookkeeper program, a couple of other side smaller programs, and then a lot of podcasts. And it's been it's been pretty interesting. And like I've done speaking in public in like Las Vegas. I've gotten invited to Florida. I do in-person retreats. And so wow. the exposure has continued. That's so cool. That's so yeah. cool. I also think it's like super neat how when we met, we started talking about how you can use non-traditional like public podcasts. Yeah. Use private feeds in a different way because I think there's a lot of companies and like you said, you come from the accounting background and not a lot of people understand or know that there's different opportunities around audio, not like only podcasting. So yep. I think it's super cool. And I would love to know, because we chatted just briefly, is there ways that you're thinking about adding audio in a different sense in your own business? Yeah, 100%. So we're actually starting a podcast here at uh, my bookkeeping consulting firm. It's going to be called Magnetic Moneymaker. I'm so excited. Like love I'm it. just so pumped about it. It's supposed to be launching in January. But at my other company, we have a really big group coaching program. And that's probably the one that me and you connected on yeah. where I was like, I need this in my life. Well, that group coaching program is really geared towards these 
larger accounting firms who maybe do want to hire a team and get a little bit bigger, we want to help them to better serve their own clients that they're working with. Well, a lot of them are so busy because the people we attract are people who have been working like literally have no time to even go through a program. And so that's why it was really intriguing when we met at Make Your Mark Live about having this conversation around how can I turn my program into a audio feed that makes it really easy for them to be able to take a step back and actually listen yes. maybe while they're on a walk. We attract a lot of women and a lot of women who have kids. And so being able to take their kids on a walk or go for a drive and dropping them off, I just thought it'd be so convenient. And then when it gets to the tech heavy stuff, they can always go back and they can kind of bookmark where they left off that thing that they wanted to visually see. And I just thought it was so appealing. Yeah, there's so many cool ways that you can add it that really add value to what you already have. It won't replace, you know, video, but it definitely adds huge value because I, I know so many people in this industry that are just kind of exhausted because life is exhausting yeah. and they want to continue to learn. So we're continuing to learn and we're looking at opportunities, but there's a lot of us that are just like, how is this going to be easier for me to consume? And so I think if we can really speak to our audience in that way and create these different opportunities, why not? Like, why not try it? And especially if you're already set, audio is easy too. That's the other crazy thing that I love <laughs> about it is that you can trial and error different uh, forms of audio assets in your business to see what the uptake is really quite quickly. I love that you're adding a public feed to your new business and then this uh, private feed internally and seeing how you can support your clients in a unique way. So I love that. Thanks for sharing. Let's get into a little bit more about what you do from the founder of uh, Magnetic Bookkeeping and Consulting. Numbers are something that they're not going away, but a lot of us that get started in this online space kind of shy away from them, especially at the start. But we know when we start building in you know, our client base, that it's something that we really need to address. And I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about what you do specifically with your clients and how you can support them because numbers are um, so important in our business. Oh, yeah, 100%. So for us, we're a US-based. Um, so that what I, what I mean by that means that we can only help US-based clients as of right now. And that's uh, business owners. We are actually expanding in Q2 of 2024 into Canada. So that's quite exciting. Yeah, oh, so we're very excited. So exciting. I know, right? It's so fun. We've been like working on nailing the process, which is so cool. So anyways, how we support our people is we work with a lot of online course creators, uh, creatives. So think like copywriters, designers, pretty much everybody who is at Make Your, Make Your Mark Live was like our ideal people. People like you, someone who is doing like maybe an ad agency or a podcast agency or whatever that looks like. We are there to support because me working through Workflow Queen and seeing how that industry really needs support with especially cash flow, especially for course creators, because they launch, there's a big, massive cash flow issue in the industry. So the way that we support is we come in and we can do like the financial record keeping, which is usually the basics of making sure the books are ready to be able to file for taxes. And then from there, that's kind of where a lot of people think that's the most at what we do. But what we really shine in is the financial consulting. And that's really leveraging the budgeting, the cash flow, looking at things from a different perspective, re- restructuring pricing, even pricing of programs to actually be profitable because a lot of people are underpricing a lot of their stuff because as you said, when we first start our business, I like to call it a lifestyle business. We all do it as a side hustle. We all didn't know this was going to be the big girl boss panties that we finally put on are now finally you know, showing up in, the, in, in every little space and now we're making all this money and now we get to quit our job and do all these things. But we start our business as a lifestyle business where everything we do is to feel what we want. Maybe that's a new car. Maybe it's uh, the bills that you want to help with your husband, whatever that looks like for someone. 
then all of a sudden you girl bossed way too hard. And now you've got a mission driven business. And this is where it's bigger than just you. It's actually you're making an impact on other people. It's more important for you to put your students, your clients, or even your team member first. And so when you start to find yourself thinking more about other people than yourself first, you will really find that you are shifting that direction. When you start to really shift into that mission-driven business is when I'm going to highly recommend that you take the finances serious. Because in order to truly serve other people, you have to think bigger than just yourself. And that ties back to that financials, the financials, because when we start, I'll give a great example, and I'm sure you've probably done the same just like I have at the beginning, is we price based off the gurus in the industry who tell us price your services at this. But they're not thinking about three years from now when you actually might need a team or even just one VA or one team member, whatever that looks like, they're not helping you look at the true profitability over time. They're only looking at the profitability of where you're currently at. And so you hit this phase where about two years in, all of a sudden you're like, holy crap, I resent a lot of my clients, a lot of my students because they got the cheaper price. And now you don't feel in full alignment. And so that's kind of where we come in and say, let's actually really look at the true profitability and help you restructure your pricing. That's where we're doing the consulting and stuff. But you need data. I love that you look at the overall picture of the business plan because I feel like that's something that when I start working with clients and we start building out a podcast that fits their business, that is the part that is so frustrating for me and for the client is that, you know, like they're excited about this new strategy, but they're not looking at the bigger picture. I think so many of us entrepreneurs get excited in the moment but don't take a chance or a step back to just breathe and go, okay, how does this fit in everything else that I do and that I offer, right? Yeah. And I also love that you uh, look at businesses from a lifestyle, how we start out. You're, you're 100% right. That, that was exactly me. And I think there's so many of us that are like that, right? We're just going to test the waters and and see if this actually can do something. And then when the door opens and you realize the possibilities, it's kind of mind-blowing. Um, I myself just started, uh, you know, quit my uh, full-time permanent position of 20 years in health. Congrats. To be full-time in my position in this entrepreneurial space this past summer. But it is still crazy scary. I'm still learning so much because I don't come from a business background. And I think a lot of us are doing that. We're bringing our skills from the industry that we worked in, but that doesn't mean we know all the things. Like we're still wearing all these different hats, but we don't know all the things. So I love that your agency can come in and support um, because I'm sure you probably have, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you probably have all different levels of business owners, right? Yeah, 100% from starters to like we have, I think the largest client that we're working with currently is a, I want to say in the 20 million spot as a course mm -hmm. creator. It's in insane. Like there's a lot of money that can be made out in the, in the space. But yeah, we help people from all over. It depends if they want a DIY, if they want. Yeah. you know, the full service. It's really up to like, not everybody can afford the high level full service and all the things. So everywhere. Yeah. And I think that is so necessary because I have talked to other financial strategists and they're like, you know what, connect back with me when you're making this level. And I'm like, okay, that's great. But what about like when I'm just before that? Yeah, Because I still need support getting over that hump into that next level. And I want to do it and I, I really, truly believe in building a strong structure and foundation before you, you know, catapult into that next level, because it's awfully scary <laughs> to do that. And it gets a little overwhelming because all these clients and, and funding is coming in. That's great. That's what we all want. But if you're not set up right, 
man, you can like really miss the boat. And especially when we're looking at, you mentioned that you're just coming into Canada. Like most of my clients are US based. I have some Mm -hmm. in Europe. I think a lot of us are like that, right? So we're trying to figure out, you know, okay, do we keep our offers in USD funds? Do we open up a US account? Do we stay our Canadian? Like, how does that all work? Because there's so many questions in this field. Like, there's so many questions. So I love that you can come in and support businesses at all levels because it's something that's definitely needed and um, wanted. What if you could create an audio funnel that helps you build and scale in a unique way? If you're dealing with low converting opt-ins, not seeing growth with your email list, or wanting to create an opt-in that drives excitement, so not your typical PDF or checklist, then Launch with an Audio Funnel training is for you. Expect to learn how to identify and tell your unique story in a way that captures the attention of your audience. Become more accessible and meet your ideal clients where they are at. How to format and structure your episodes, and ways to drive traffic to your audio feed and generate demand for your content, and even a game plan to create excitement around your audio asset. If you're interested in learning more, check out the link in the show notes. Launch with an audio funnel training might be the right fit for you. How can you use your numbers to help with launches? Like when someone's preparing for a launch, Give us like a little kind of behind the scenes of when you're working with a client in that capacity. Yeah. So if we're specifically working with mostly course creators or people who maybe are predominant in Black Friday sales is a really good example. We're about to come up on that. Usually when you're having some sort of a pre-predicted influx of cash that you're expecting, launchers are great examples when it comes to course creators because they have a really large influx of cash. But us, what we typically do is we take a step back. We're looking at the data to make sure it's all filtering in correctly. Uh, we try to do our best to make sure, and it really just depends on the software. Some of the software out there that maybe if you're using Kajabi or Kartra or Stripe or PayPal, wherever you're bringing in the cash from, sometimes they don't make it very transparent of what you're selling. So for example, if you are selling XYZ program, but then you have ABC program, sometimes these softwares will just say sold program. And so it makes it hard for us to be able to say, well, how much are you actually selling for X program and Y? So we do our best to make sure to get that accurate data for our clients. And then where they can go with the extra level of consulting is we can actually have their team start time tracking during their launches, during large product sales, because even though people are like, Alyssa, what the the hell does time tracking have to do with finances? It all ties back to it because I don't count the business owner's hourly fee. Even if you might, let's just say that you have an hourly fee front facing. If I book a call with you, it's $100 an hour. We don't count that in your profitability because at any point in your business, you can fire everybody and go back to yourself and make every dollar. And so your profitability is really really looking at the direct impact to delivering on a service. So if you hired me and you pay me $25 an hour to work on X client, we can actually go in or even like a program, we can go in and actually be able to pull the data with time tracking information from each team member to say, we're spending this much time on X program, but Alyssa, you're only charging $500 for this program. You're actually spending $600 just to make $500. And a lot of course creators, I can tell you, even when they launch, like if you're about to do an influx on launch, last thing you want to do is if you're already losing money pre-calculating it uh, based off delivering on the program, imagine once you do this influx of cash, now you're even more negative because you're not you know, charging what you need to. Like people do $37 courses as like a way to filter people into their larger programs and stuff. And sometimes it does make sense if you're going to be looking at if you are using it as a filtering into the next program, if you're still profiting with filtering in, then you're okay. 
And so for launches, we like to have everybody track their time. What is it going to cost you? Maybe you do giveaways. So maybe it's $300 you're giving away. There's also ad spend. There's the direct cost for each team member. We provide meals every single day for each of our team members during the launches. So those are a direct cost. And once we do that, we can actually analyze that, hey, we vanity metric. Everybody's excited to share that. Oh, my God, I made 100K. But did you actually get to keep 100K? And so for us, those numbers will draw back and have those conversations with our, especially the launching clients or people doing Black Fridays and say, how can we take this data and make it better and actually make it profitable without going into it and actually losing money? Yeah, it's such a crazy different industry than a traditional like brick and mortar. Oh, for sure. So to think in that format makes it makes total sense. So speaking about time tracking, do you have any favorite resources or tools that you would recommend to an entrepreneur that is getting started even around the time tracking? Because I think that's absolutely such a smart tip. Yeah. So I actually use Clockify. Clockify is free. You can get away with using Clockify for a very long time, even with the team on the free version. I actually had an article written on Clockify, which is really cool. Uh, They interviewed me. It was for my other company, Workflow Queen, because I'm like huge in the accounting industry. I'm teaching Clockify. So Clockify is what we use for our clients too, because the free, it doesn't really integrate with something like QuickBooks Online, because that's what we use with our clients is QuickBooks. But we're pulling certain reporting and data to actually calculate it out. But you can actually have Chrome extensions installed for Clockify onto things like Asana, ClickUp. There's a lot of different, it can attach to Gmail. There's a lot of different apps that will integrate with Clockify. So like, let's just say that you are using Asana. You could be in a task and you can say start. And it like it will take the, the naming convention of your task and that will be your entry for your time tracking. And so the cool. way I would recommend setting it up, if, if, if you could, if anybody listening is, if you are a course creator, and you have four different programs, I'd recommend that you have four different tags, each named each of those different courses. So that way, when you are doing a time entry, let's just say that you host weekly coaching calls. So every time that team member or yourself is doing a coaching call, you would just tag it with for X X program. And then that way, you can actually look to see how much time you're actually spending per like course or program that you're working on. We mark everything, and in, in this another reason why I like Clockify, everything is billable. And so we input all of our team members' hours. So we can actually see, you know, how much time they spend, how much it's actually costing us. And then we're taking that data and putting it into the books to actually produce the reports that spit out the data. That is such a good tip. And I was going to ask that because I have used, I use Asana for some clients, but I'm also using ClickUp. And I know I have in ClickUp it all set up to start tracking time. But then I was like, well, where, where is it going to go? Like what? Yeah, you know, that's yep. the other piece. So I love that this is all tied into, again, a bigger picture of if you yep. have it set up right, then when you need to, you can like locate it all in one place and yep. have it broken up into whether it's a course, different courses mm-hmm. or different offers or, or clients. Totally you know, how many times have you like had a client that you literally worked with that you like undercharge so, so much and you resent them so much? And you know you need to do a price increase. And a lot of times we're so emotionally attached to the program that we price, to the people we work with, to even our employees. And yeah. this is why I say black and white data goes a very long way. And not even just talking about the finances. Like for you, I'm assuming that for you, for, as someone who's helping people with podcast feed, you want to know the KPIs. Are they getting results and actual listens? Or is it just not, not worth the time to do it if nobody's listening to it, right? So the data is going right. to help me make decisions. So same thing, that time tracking data and the financials and the KPIs keeps emotions out of everything. 
then it says, you're not bringing me anything as a client. I can't keep you or I need to increase you. But if you're going to push me back on it, I'm losing money. And when you see that, you'll be like, aha, we make our students do this in my one of my programs at my other company. And they just are mind blown by the fact that like, oh, my God, Mike, I'm actually losing money on each of these clients. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think now more than ever, businesses are looking at how can we cut costs to mm-hmm. shave some things off. And if yeah. it's not, if you can't show them that you're heading in a direction or that it's supporting their growth in some capacity, then they're probably going to cut you out for a little while because that's just what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing in the industry, right? Everybody's like struggling a bit and there's still lots of potential, but you need to show the numbers, like you said, and remove the emotion from it in order to keep going in your business. And that's what we all want. We want success uh, for our clients and for ourselves. So having those numbers to back that is so important. I love that. Is there anything that I missed that you really wish people knew about basic bookkeeping or finances um, as far as your expertise goes that we didn't talk about? Yeah. So one big thing I hear all the time from people is I don't have employees, so I don't need bookkeeping. Mm-hmm. has nothing to do with employees. Yeah. It really doesn't. And I see this a lot. I think there's a lot of confusion. We predominantly work with a lot of women, and I think it's just my branding. Like You know my branding. It's very pink. And, it. and like it's got Malachi. It's got all these like gem looking colors. It's, it's a fun yeah. color. It's a fun, right? Mm-hmm. So we've talked to a lot of women. And one of my the big things that I've recently come to realize is that if you look at the statistics of the number of women who are making over seven figures in business compared to men, it's less than 10%. And that's to me is very disempowering in a sense. And so our mission, whether someone actually wants to hit seven figures or not, I want to empower other women who feel like they get mansplained or talked down to. And I'm not saying that's what every man does because I hate playing that that gender card. But what I mean by that, we've all gotten on a call with, maybe I've got, this happened to me recently with a lawyer who mansplained me the whole time. I'm wicked smart. I can understand a lot of things, but when I stop to ask questions, I don't want to feel like I'm not in a safe space that I can't ask. And so my other recommendation is just find someone who makes you feel comfortable to ask the questions that are embarrassing to ask. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten on calls with women, especially who are like, I'm so embarrassed that I can't even tell you what my profit margin is, or I can't even tell you how much money I actually made. And the reason why they don't work with professionals on this and they're scared to take that leap of faith is because they are ashamed or they feel like they've done bad for not doing it. The fact that you're thinking about it and the fact that you're reaching out to someone tells me that you're willing to put that comfortability to move into something more more uncomfortable right now to better serve you. And so just jive with whoever you're going to work with, like no matter what. And like, you're not too small to get support. And like you said, there's not every firm will work with people at all stages. Find someone who can and who will. Sometimes you have to DIY for budget reasons, Yeah. but find someone who can help you. Find someone who can review the books as you're DIYing and making sure it's okay. And just know there's so much opportunity no matter what stage in business you're at. That's like such good advice. I know uh, last year over the holidays, I found a local accountant because I was just like, oh my gosh, I need to figure out like, do I stay <laughs> as a sole proprietor? Like, what do I, what am I doing? And a lot of, I know here, like I'm in Canada, but a lot of those professionals will uh, give you about an hour of their time for free mm-hmm. because they're hoping that you will come back to them eventually yeah. when you can afford their services. But yeah. I think it's such a great opportunity to, like you said, 
test out the waters, see if you mm-hmm. connect with that person. Because I was so blown away that I was expecting like maybe 30 minutes. I got like yes. 60 full minutes from this person who was not watching the clock, who offered so much depth that, mm-hmm. that didn't judge me. And I was just like, oh, I am coming back here, like yeah. for sure. Right. But but that's not always the case. And I think mm-hmm. that's such good advice is like talk to people, network, find out from others who they've worked with and who they, you know, like, and I think that's what's so beautiful about this online industry is that we can connect with each other and, and each out and see who they've worked with and support each other that way, because it's just kind of like a crazy world out there. And it's nice to be able to it's feel scary. comfortable. Yeah. And I think so that's why scary. a lot of us, yeah, a lot of us don't, you, you hit the nail on the head. I think a lot of us don't start because we are embarrassed about not knowing enough mm-hmm. and we're afraid to, you know, be judged. And so we just keep going without mm-hmm. asking. And no one- someone told me this morning that you lessen the fear through action. And that's so true and powerful with everything, like just the simple ask. That's why I started this business too, is to amplify mm-hmm. other voices. And, I, you know, no matter how loud or how quiet your voice is, your story, your wisdom, your value needs and should be told. And I think that's, you can absolutely see that that's why you started your business. So meeting you in person that really came across that you're, you actually care. Yeah, 100%. I think everyone's just so like exhausted of feeling burned. Everyone's been burned by a contractor, been burned by a company that they Mm -hmm. worked with or they destroyed their website. And it's just, there's a lot of bad, but there's also a lot of good. And I think that the more empowered you can feel, especially, like I said, I hate pulling the whole woman card, but it really, I feel like we get a lot of the back end side of those conversations that a lot of people don't put us first. And it's really overwhelming. I just had a conversation last Friday with my financial advisor. I have a financial advisor uh, personally in business and also a tax strategist. And then obviously I do my books. But with that data, we're not even in 2024. We're actually able to predict because I have data, because I have the financials, predict what the taxes are owed. I owe over six figures for taxes. And it's insane. Like, And that's like could be a down payment for a house. It blows my mind. Yeah. But at first I was like, holy crap. I came all in at one time. And then I took a step back and said, I feel now so much more empowered because I have six months to make sure that we have every dollar we need to pay into the IRS. And I think that's where as long as you're feeling empowered, like KPIs, numbers, finances, all that is so the data, the everything is so empowering, you know. And it's so good to just be knowledgeable and having that understanding instead of fear based, right? Like so crazy. And the more we can learn and grow as individuals and as business owners, like the better and healthier our companies will be longer we'll be here. And at the end of the day, that's what I hope and wish for all of us that are doing it. Because if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. It's not. It's, not, it's, it's not. a lot of work out here. It's a lot it is. of work. Oh my gosh. How do people find you? What's Where's the best place? Uh, they can come on Instagram. You can go, it's at, at Magnetic Bookkeeping. Uh, you can also go to MagneticBookkeeping.com. We have a lot of great resources. We have our, our blog. We offer free diagnostic reviews. So if anybody wants to learn more about that, I'll get the link to you because I don't have a quick short link. So I'll get the link for you. Yes, Essentially, we'll go look at your books and see what's going on and give you some tips on uh, things that maybe are not maximizing your deductions and whatnot. And then you can decide if you want to move forward on some sort of a cleanup or do it yourself. There's a lot of different ways you can connect. You can email us at support at magneticbookkeeping.com. Somehow land on our website and you'll find all the avenues to come hang out with us. I love that. And before we go, I just want to follow up with 
a last question. You're so inspiring, Alyssa. You have all these successes in business and in life. And I would love to know what your definition of success is. Ooh, success is when you have peace in life and in business. Yes. And I think that's just how I'm going to end the conversation because I'm so excited that we had the chance to uh, visit today and dig a little deeper into what you do and how you support others. And I hope people will reach out and find you because you're amazing and what your services are are so needed. So thank you for joining me. Thank you. Thanks again for tuning into this week's episode of the Online Creator Podcast. If you haven't subscribed to the show yet, please do so on your favorite media player and come check us out over on YouTube where you have full access to our episodes on video there. You can check out the important links mentioned in today's episode in the show notes and please join the conversation over on Instagram at May and James Co. I'll see you next week.